Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Tuesday, January 16th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. Gave it a little giddy up on that one. Thank you, buddy. He's tall and handsome and talented and kind, and the combination would otherwise be, well, annoying, if not a little sickening. But for a couple of days at least, let's just put on a good face, listener, and suffer this man's presence because he actually has something we need, perspective, vital, and earned on what in the actual happened over Super Wild Card Weekend. He also has perspective on what is about to happen in the divisional round. We will get to that tomorrow because this man has agreed to go back-to-back on the pod this week. This man is David Carr. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. I never know what to say after your intros. They're always so well, so well said. Oh, that was perfect. The, the line you just delivered, calling what I did good, that's the perfect oh, good. line. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show, you saw it, 12 teams, 6 games, 5 blowouts, and 1 shock face that I wore pretty much the whole weekend, David. Today we'll get a Super Wild Card review from you on the 3 AFC games of Super Wild Card Weekend, starting with this. CJ fakes the gift, steps out to his right. He's got a lot of time, and he throws deep, and he wants Dalton Schultz. Has him! Rock and roll! Touchdown, Houston! David, for my money, that was the best throw from three CJ Stroud touchdowns. The rookie finished 16 for 21, 274 yards, and three touchdowns. Joe Flacco was pick sixed twice in back-to-back drives. Final score, 45 14. This game was never close, was never in doubt. David, I learned to stop doubting what people show us. What did you learn from this game? Yeah, I love I love this game for a lot of reasons, and I love even the final score, even though I was kind of bummed for Flacco because he battled, came off the couch. I mean, it was, it was a fun story. Um, but I think that when you look at the Browns' defense, they've been in the top five all year. They're a great football team. And I love that it took it just it was exposed by some really good scheme and some great play calling and and some great quarterback play and that combination like it's just lethal man in this league and i think that if you don't have that you need to find it it's not just laying out there for anyone to grasp but you know like that touchdown pass that you showed i mean that was a perfect example of brilliant scheme play calling design you know personnel groupings getting exactly what you want you wanted your tight end to be kind of a little bit of a smoke screen, like, oh, he's just a, he's just going vertical to, vertical to run the top off this coverage off this simple play-action pass, but nothing in the league is simple, especially when you have a good play call and you have a good team. And then, boom, there he goes across the field. CJ lays it out there perfectly, just a brilliant throw. And that's, that's the picture of what the Texans' team is, is they are a well-coached team on both sides. D'Amico has run a fantastic defense. CJ's playing outstanding, but Bobby Sloak's doing a great job. So... This team has as good a chance as anybody to go do exactly what they want to do. No one thinks that they're supposed to be here. You know, Green Bay, they're just like Green Bay. You know, no one really gives them a chance, but they're playing with house money. There are a bunch of young kids out there just loving life and and doing doing what everyone 
would always want to do is is play great in the playoffs and dominate at home. I mean, it's just fantastic. And for CJ, I couldn't be happier for him. You know, he, he finds himself in Houston, and maybe that's not where he wanted to be. Maybe he wanted to be the first pick. But you know what, man? It's it's a great spot. They're going to be good for a long time. I can't wait to watch him play against Baltimore. The trio of rookies really strikes me as being particularly important and certainly defining of this Texans team. A rookie head coach, D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. A rookie offensive coordinator in Bobby Slowick, who you know well. Yep. And a rookie, of course, quarterback who will be the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm sorry to Puka Nakua and anybody else who's been running, but it will be C.J. Stroud, and he absolutely deserves it because it's the hardest gig in all of sports. And at times, he does make it look easy, David. Uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about this Texans team tomorrow morning, but while we're on the subject, you guys talk about superpowers. What is C.J. Stroud's superpower, and how did you see it applied Saturday afternoon? saw it on the first pass of, of the game for him. So they take a seven-step drop from under center, no play-action pass, max protection. They had seven, essentially eight guys in pass protection. They ran a two-man route with a check down against cover three. So they got seven guys in coverage. And they essentially said, he's better than you. We're going to run a deep post by our X receiver, and we're going to run a deep crossing route by our other receiver. And we're just going to let CJ find a window. And he was getting hit. In the face, at the time, he delivered this perfectly thrown 24-yard strike across the middle. And from that moment on, I was like, they have, they have no answer. Because if he can do that with two guys in the route against seven coverage guys, and they have pressure in his face, you got to be standing there as a Cleveland Brown fan like, well, what else? Or, or at least on the sideline saying, well, what else do we do? We can't pressure him. That's not going to matter. We can't play coverage because clearly he's going to dominate. It was almost like 45 was, it was just a matter of time. You know, it was, that's his superpower. He's incredible at the intermediate level throws. Like, I don't know if there's anyone, else, anyone better, honestly, than, than him right now. Like, you start to look across the league, like Flacco was making some of those throws as we came into this game, but CJ's done it consistently all season. Like, he's, he's just deadly accurate in that range, and that is where you become an elite quarterback, honestly, in that range, for my, for my money. Why? Are because, they the hardest throws to well, get right? Well, a lot of guys can throw the bubble screens or get the ball out of their hand or play in rhythm or you know, throw, throw the 15-yard out routes. Like, that's a little bit harder. But, like, these intermediate throws that I always talk about where you see guys like where Stafford excels or Mahomes excels, like Josh Allen is, is great there. I mean, these 20-yard, 25-yard throws that have to be pinpoint accurate, like, he's – Jordan Love's outstanding there too. So you look at these guys and you're like, why are these guys in the playoffs? Like, because they're great at the hardest thing that there is in, in all of sport, in my opinion, is to throw that ball into coverage with guys running 4-4 all over the place. It's, it's almost impossible. I've done it. I did it for 12 years. I mean, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do, and they make it look really easy. You know Houston. You know this franchise. You know this, this fan base. Where does your mind go? Where does your spirit go when it's you think awesome, about man. the joy that Texans fans are feeling, a joy that I know you don't begrudge them one little bit no. of? No, it's, uh, you go through phases as a player. Like I, I found myself like when I first left Houston in like Stafford's role. Like Stafford, like after the game, he was like, I, I don't care about, you know. They asked him about the Lions winning, and he kind of was, he didn't feel either way about it. He kind of was upset about it. I was there for a little bit, you know, when I left. But now I'm happy for them because I, I understand, like, how difficult it is to win. Eh? Yeah. How excited that fan base must be because I just know when we brought football back to Houston, and I wasn't a part of it, I just happened to be on the team, but how ecstatic they were just to have a team back. And so for them to wait, you know, this long to have a young quarterback and a young coach, like you mentioned, all these guys, like right at the right at the beginning, and for them to play as well as they have, 
I just hope they can keep it all intact, man, because it could be really special. That place is a lot of fun to play. It rocks, man. Like it's, it's one. Of the, I played the Cowboys there, our very first game ever, and it was one of the ma- most amazing environments. I've been in the Super Bowl. I played in the Super Bowl. Like it, it, it was not comparable. Like right. that was an amazing environment. So that that can be a special place to play football. I hope they're I hope they're good for a long time. I hope they get more home playoff games. It'll be fun. You won that game against the Cowboys. Yeah. Let the record show. There is something else that we keep seeing in C.J. Stroud's play. And you have brought our attention to the subtleties of the quarterback position with regards to this. It's the way he manages and has mastered footwork in the pocket. He climbs the pocket in a way that is not robotic. It is so lithe and glidey. It's such a waltz. It's so easy. He makes it look so easy. But, of course... I continue to go back and watch plays over and over and over again, and I realize that what he is making look easy, the little slides to the right, they're going back to go forward, they're going forward to go back, they're going left to go right, all of those little L's, as you have drawn our attention to, little slight foot adjustments with chin up and eyes always down the field. He is making those intermediate throws easier on himself with – this masterful footwork is that innate is that taught oh, yeah. uh who gets credit for no, this no it's innate that's that's the 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 mystery of quarterback play you know for me as i've watched guys and, and tried to do it and when i see guys with that ability like brady had it and he was brilliant at it like he he moved with a purpose you'd always talk about moving with a purpose and i remember him talking multiple times about it and he would practice it but he had it he had it from birth and cj has it and it's like a it's like a Jedi power. It's like when, I'm gonna, I'm gonna nerd out a little bit, but you see like the what they call it the media calorians or whatever the count is for the like you almost wish there was a way to test that. So if you find a kid that's like seven years old, eight years old, and he loves the ball, he throw it around. You're like, let's test his pocket presence. Can he do what CJ is doing right now? Because that's like that's how you go to the next level, you know. And so like when I watch him, you know, we talk about how I, you know how much I hate when quarterbacks just escape to the right, run to the sideline, and throw it away. Like I hate that. I just can't. I can't handle it. I'm guilty of it. I've done it, right? But it's like a default thing that we do. But when you see a guy like CJ, who did it in this game against Cleveland, started to do that, cut, cut back to the left, stepped up, subtly made a throw about 30 yards down the field. And it was like, yeah, that's like, that's it, man. And to be able to do that in the face of adversity and guys flying all over you, Miles Garrett, and like, it's, it's incredible, man. It's fun to watch. I'm a huge fan uh, of CJ just because of of those little things that we've talked about so far, but those little things make you great. So I'm excited to watch this career for sure. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with David Carr talking about the three AFC games from Super Wild Card Weekend. Now, the Texans' humbling of the Browns was first. Let's turn now, David, to the cuddly, cozy confines of Arrowhead Stadium, where temps dropped <laughs> to almost 30 below with the wind chill. It was the second Saturday game. Dolphins' dynamism was put on ice. Chiefs' pedigree, once again, seemingly out of nowhere, on display. Final score, 26-7. to seven. Mahomes throws right side. Top Rice at the 5 angling right. Touchdown! 
Kansas City rookie Rushy Rice, his first postseason touchdown. David Carr, the biggest question about this Chiefs team has been about the wide receivers, about who to trust. Is Rasheed Rice the answer to that question? Yeah, yeah, I love, I love that they've they've found a guy that can make make plays. Obviously, he's made his his plays throughout the course of the year at the line of scrimmage, majoritively. And off the run game, Pacheco was a huge you know, reason why those things were open. But I think what was cool about what they did against Miami was uh, Vic Fangio, defense coordinator for the Dolphins, he had to bring some pressure because they're missing three of their top pass rushers. So they had to kind of create it. And, and Pat talked about this after the game, which I thought was great that someone even got to that question to be able to kind of hit him up on how they were able to make the plays with Rasheed, with some of the guys in the passing game. And it was because of guys giving them, that's what we used to call blitzes all the time in quarterback rooms, opportunities. And when you look at it as, oh, they're blitzing, and with almost like a negative connotation, it's like, oh, well, then you're going to have, you're not going to have as much success. Because when you first say that, and even the way you said it, what you did with your face, uh, an opportunity, that sounds like like fighter pilot talk. You yeah. Know? No, like, it, like you're on, like you're on the deck of the, of the, of the, the aircraft carrier, <laughs> and you're just kind of talking shit about the enemy or trying to prove how tough yeah. you are. But no, in real football terms, yeah. you do see that extra man or those extra men sent your way as an opportunity. Yeah, because that be means great. somebody's open. There is space available. When you unlock that um, in your mind and you understand that when they do pressure you, it creates more space as opposed to, oh, they might hit me. They might be a negative play. If you can make that switch, however early it is, you make it in high school, you make it as you play more football like Pat has in the NFL and have success, then you want teams to come at you. Like, that's why you never see people blitz Peyton. They would never come at Peyton. This is like, we're just going to play coverage. And if he scores 40, he does. If we make some plays, great. But we're not going to blitz him. Right, because that's what exactly what Pat did to Vic. But Vic didn't really have a, ch- a choice because he, he didn't have the personnel. Right, yeah. so Buffalo does. That's what's going to be fun about this game is they they can play coverage. They can play. They can cover down and, and feel like okay, we'll see if he can make some throws now. Now prove to me your wide receiving core and Rasheed can do the things that he did versus some coverage versus some you know some pretty standard coverage with some pressure. So that's going to be fun, man. But I, I think I think Pat just he was in he was in that mode where it's like I can't I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're coming at me. Like, I'm, I'm going to absolutely destroy this team. So they didn't care if it was minus seven or whatever it was that was going to happen. Chiefs-Bills is going to be fun. It's in yep. the divisional round. And Chiefs-Bills, uh, listener, take note of what that means. That means it's in Buffalo. That means that Patrick Mahomes hit the road, Pat. He's got to hit the road for the first time in his NFL playoff career. Wow. Uh, which is extraordinary. Uh, very curious to see where that game goes. David is going to give us a full preview of that game tomorrow morning on this podcast. But let's look back one more time before we look forward at this game. Four field goals for the Chiefs in those conditions mm-hmm. struck me as patient, struck me as the kind of stuff you yourself have taught me about over the years. Let's make sure every drive ends in a kick. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's a field goal. Sometimes it's an extra point and sometimes it's a punt. They didn't put a lot of points on the board early, but they kept separating. And in a game like that, certainly in the playoffs, when you continue to separate and just get some value for every drive, it really matters. I saw some maturity in a Chiefs team that obviously has the maturity because they have the muscle memory of all of these playoff runs. But I saw a slightly different 2023 version of the Chiefs uh, in that game against the Dolphins, and it feels significant. Am I overstating that? No, you're exactly right. They they play better when they play that way, you know, because Pat has a tendency to play video game style, and he's incredible at it, and he can make a lot of plays that way. But that's not the the best version of the Chiefs. 
And when they play, you know, for lack of a better term, boring football, which it was not boring at all. It was fantastic football. But that's like that's the mode you have to get in. You know, that's what I, I preach all the time to these guys like Josh Allen that are incredibly talented that can make every play, you know, on the field. But it's, you don't necessarily have to every time. And that's how you play winning football. Because if you do what the Chiefs did the other day, it, there's no chance of beating them. Because you, they play great defense. They're getting points on every drive. It's almost like, okay, how do we get a breath here? Like if you're the Miami Dolphins. It's like they're going to keep scoring. They're going to get three or seven. They're not going to give it back to us. Like that's usually the hope that you, okay, maybe he'll throw us one. You know, that's what you say on the sideline. Maybe he'll throw us one. We can get back in. He's not going to throw you one. Right? He's going to play sound. You're going to keep pressuring. He's going to make the right throw. And that's just like, that's a killer, man. Like you just, that's like when you understand that they're better than us, you know, there's no question. So this is the best version of the Chiefs that I've seen. I love it. I love the fact that they've gotten something out of the wide receiving game. Travis had a couple drops, but my goodness, he's still, he's an elite player. He's going to be fine. The run game's great. Defense is great. They got to go on the road. Who cares? I mean, it's, it's a huge story though. Like it's crazy that he hasn't played a road playoff game. But for me, it's like, I mean, what are we going to challenge with him next? You know, it's like, Minus seven degrees doesn't matter. <laughs> right. like, I'll go to Buffalo. Right. I'll beat him. It's gonna yeah. be fun, man. I can't wait. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is hugely fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is always fun to watch. How important you were on a New York Giants team that knew how to win in the postseason, mm-hmm. and that feels significant too. To be a part of a team that has muscle memory, yep. that has culture, and that has desire and drive and scheme in the best way at the best times, when it matters most. How much does it matter to be part of a team that knows how to win in the postseason? Yeah, this is a very dangerous Chiefs team because this is not a complacent Chiefs team. This isn't a Chiefs team that just, you know, rolled out and everyone was just kind of like praising them the entire season. They've had, they've had to go through some stuff, but they have all those components that you talked about where you have the leadership, you have, you know, obviously muscle memory, you have memory of different moments that you've had against all these different opponents. The fact that you've been in this divisional round, you've been in the championship games, you've been in the Super Bowls, like that stuff is, man, you can't overstate that and how important that is. And so for Pat and Andy to still be together doing their thing, I mean, that's, that's great. That's, that's why people are going to be sitting here as we are saying, this is, the, this is a Super Bowl team, you know, because they have found something and it's an identity. Every year, you know, I've talked about this before, teams have to find who they are and and it's not the same every year you know there there's always a different component or something you have to figure out and the teams that can figure it out like buffalo has and like kansas city has you know those are the truly dangerous teams that have that quarterback that coach and then now some belief that yeah we can go do this again absolutely like who's going to tell us we can't You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with David Carr. We are talking about the three AFC Super wildcard games. Let's finish strong. Originally slated to be played on Sunday. This game was moved to Monday because of all that snow in northern New York. It was, of course, between Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Final score, Bills 31, Steelers 17. Josh Allen was 21 for 30, 204 yards, three touchdowns. He also had eight carries for 74 yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, quick Steelers note. I know your season is over, but your relationship with Mike Tomlin is not. It was announced today that Mike Tomlin will be back for his the final year of his contract. I know there was some concern in the Pittsburgh area about Mike Tomlin. Would he call it quits? Would he step away? No, he's not stepping away. He's coming back for another what is guaranteed based on Tomlin's career to be a winning yeah. season uh, in Pittsburgh. But let's talk about the Buffalo Bills they seem to be playing their best football at the best time, kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs, yep. which makes next week so intriguing. Yeah. Uh, what did you learn from this Buffalo Bills team over Super Wild Card Weekend? They have every component that you would desire for a great football team. you know. And I think that what they've showed us over the last month and a half is that, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's 4, 5, 12, 20 games in a row. They can repeat this. So that's what's cool about what they're doing is – that's what I always get concerned about, you know, and that's what I get concerned about with Pat, who we mentioned, you know, with the Chiefs is can you play like repeatable football, you know, and the easiest way to do that is to have a good run game, yeah. right? But if you're not going to do that, can you play efficiently from the quarterback position? And that's what Josh has unlocked. Yeah. But, you know, on top of the unlocking of the efficiency and the run game and the, and the nice controlled passing game, they still have the vertical element. And he still runs the most basic vertical, three-man vertical concepts, just rip it 30 yards down the field like nobody can do. Like, honestly, he, he throws the best talk about intermediate-level throws with CJ and these guys. But, like, Josh, he can throw the 30, 35-yard throw on an absolute line. And it's – man, it's wild, like, to watch some of the safeties. They think they're in good position. Yes. And it's like – Time and time and time I again. I can't get there. And it's just out of their grasp, I and it looks dangerous, and yet – The field's too wide. Josh has no <laughs> – gives you no sensation that he felt that it was dangerous at all. At all. And right. it may account for a high number of picks. I still go back. But it, does, it, it also – right, it also – control him, right? Is informed by his own ability. He knows he can make that throw. Exactly. And, and the crazy part is, like, the more they, they play efficiently with him – the better that version of him is because like now you're just like, okay, well maybe they'll throw this screen with an extra blocker out front. Like they've done some really cool stuff with the backs, you know, well they'll, they'll run like a bubble screen and then they'll swing the back that way. And the bubble screen guy will actually block for the back swinging. So it's like, it's an extension of the run game. And so it just makes guys play tighter to the line of scrimmage. And, and then you have the vertical element, like that's incredibly dangerous. You know, if you're an opponent, like if I'm watching them as a defensive coordinator, I'm like, well, how do I play these guys? Because, oh, by the way, Josh will run, too. He can run the ball from empty. Like, they get an empty, right, the other day. And the middle linebacker, you could see him. He's like, okay, is Josh going to run here? So he kind of hesitates for, like, I mean, literally a millisecond. Tight ends down the middle of the field, 35-yard touchdown. It's like, well, I can't. Coach, what do you want to do? You want to play the run? Or do you want me to just sprint back here and cover this 35-yard laser? Like, it's almost impossible when he plays this efficiently. There may have been no better play over Super Wild Card Weekend than the Josh Allen touchdown run. Uh, in fact, great. you know what, Coop? Let's go ahead and play that now. Allen steps up in the pocket, going to take off and run. Has the first down and more. To the 40, to the 35, 30. Breaks away. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Josh Allen. Yeah, give him a flex, Josh. You just schooled them with their back turned. My favorite part of that run, David, was the little bump, 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 the little stutter yeah. step about 20 yeah. yards into that run to freeze an on-rushing safety, I think it was. Decision just, time. And again, like you said <laughs> a moment ago, that split second, that's all it took yeah. for him to be able to kind of get the momentum to go past him. Uh, what a player. What a play that was. But you said this team has all of the elements you need for a Super Bowl run. Yeah. So that means you've got your quarterback, obviously. We, we talk glowingly about Josh Allen, number 17. 
they have an O-line, which has been criticized for the last five or six years because we never saw a matching running game. But with James Cook, suddenly you have a little bit more respect for this O-line because you see them committing to a run. They seem to have it. People play them on James Cook. Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, those two guys now healthy, small H in quotes, mm-hmm. but they're both out there. They both had touchdowns in this game. Yep. That seems like as a quarterback, you know, that security blanket, that safety net of a good sure handed tight end who runs crisp routes and is willing to do the blocking, the mm-hmm. hard stuff on the O-line. Both of those guys seem like Dude, they may be great. X factors going forward for this Bills team. Yeah, because it's a personnel thing. And when you can roll those two guys out there and then the run game cracks off the way that it does and they can use them in the RPO and the play action game like it's it's really difficult because you almost have to play them like okay they're going to get their yards let's try to keep them out of the end zone yeah like that's the mode that you're almost in as a defensive coordinator because they have so many ways to get after you and and it's terrifying but it's so fun to watch because man Josh I don't know if there's another I mean there, there obviously is like Pat and Lamar you can talk about those two guys right those those two guys are in Josh's world but man it's he's he does some things on the field like that run that he made where it's like slight indecision. Am I going to slide or go down? No, nah, I'm going to score. And you're like, well, you can't do anything about it. Like, you mean, you're, he's, he outweighs you by 40 pounds. I mean, you, you, you hesitated and he scored. So that's, it's, it's fun to watch because there's a, there's a little bit of recklessness to it, but I love that they've reined him in enough, you know, and given him some answers to where he doesn't feel like he has to do it all. Like that's what we've begged for years. Like, does Josh have to do everything? Like, does it have to be Josh every play to get these guys to move down the field? And it doesn't anymore. But that's what's made him even better. Joe Brady, is he going to get, uh, like, key to the city? Yeah, I mean, because he's unlocked this this freak, right? It's oh, like, he already has the key to the city. He's unlocked it. There yeah, he's go. unlocked it. Well yeah, played. That's incredible. I want to thank today's special guest, David Carr, who will be back in the chair tomorrow morning to turn today's AFC hindsight into AFC foresight. He's going to preview the Texans-Ravens game and the Chiefs and Bills game, plus uh, Cowboys and Eagles. I have to ask you about it. Let's do it tomorrow. Unceremoniously crashed out of the playoffs. How bad is it? Who needs to take account? And what is the first best step in Philly and Dallas? That's next time with David Carr. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.